Hello and welcome to another episode of Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture, news, gossip and reality TV craziness. I'm Marnie Dixit and I'm joined as always by my lovely co-host Samma Rose. Hello! Coming up, Gwyneth Paltrow has a follow-up to that vagina candle. The wiggles of all people are being slammed plus heaps more. But now let's get into your pop fix where we fill you in on everything that's happened in the entertainment world this week. This week, it was announced that Kristen Stewart will be returning to the silver screen for the leading role as Princess Diana in the film Spencer, which is set for release in 2021. Spencer is about the famous royal breakup between Prince Charles and Princess Diana. The film will be directed by Pablo Lorraine, who directed Jackie, which is a film that was nominated for three Oscars and won 44 other awards. Kristen Stewart is probably most well known for her stern looks and constant breathy gasps from the film Twilight, which has earned her a great deal of criticism over the years. But Pablo Lorraine says that she is perfect to play Princess Diana as she can be very mysterious, very fragile, and ultimately very strong as well. Marnie, what do you think about the idea of this film overall? And then and then we'll get to Kristen Stewart. Uh, the film overall, I'm sure that if he did Jackie, I haven't actually seen it, but I did hear amazing things about it. So, you know, maybe he's really good at finding these people to fill these roles. So it could be good. But yeah, with Kristen Stewart in it, that's a big question mark to me. It was quite a surprise when I saw that. I just have no idea how she will be in this role. And especially because... The most recent role that I saw her play uh, was that Charlie's Angels one where she had the, you know, the pixie cart. She was like kicking ass. So I'm just trying to picture her as this princess. And um, I just don't know if I see that. What I, about you? Yeah. Look, <laughs> I've seen Jackie. Brilliant, brilliant movie. So no doubt um, Pablo Lorraine will be able to do a good movie based on this story. Um I just, <laughs> I can't picture Kristen Stewart doing a British accent. I don't know if I've seen her do one before. And I'm, I that was just, the same thing I was thinking. Yeah. I was like, oh, oh. Her accent is so American to me. Like, it is so American. Yeah. And it sounds like dialed up sometimes. Yes. Yeah. I, mm, I know she's a good actress. I've seen her do good performances before, but I can't shake this image of Twilight out of my head because that's her most well-known role. Um, so maybe this film will be great for her. And I think if it's in the capable hands of Pablo, then it will be a very well-told story. But also... Yeah. Why now? Why are we having a film about <laughs> Princess Diana's breakup? Mm, I just don't yeah. understand. No, me neither. Maybe there's like an anniversary or something coming up. Um, but yeah, I agree. Like maybe you know they've given it to they've given her the role for a good reason. We hope you mm -hmm. know there was a reason that they did it, and it's maybe it's weird enough that I will want to see it. Like, yeah. I'm just kind of like, oh, I need to kind of actually see this in action. Um, yeah. I know that people on Twitter are just like losing their minds over it. So um, it'll be very interesting when that first trailer comes out to see how similar she actually is. Yeah, I, I'm definitely not discounting it. I will go see it. But as you say, Twitter is so divided over this. We have people who love her. I think one person even said my two favorite people combined into one soul. I'm like, why are oh, Princess wow. Diana and Kristen Stewart your your two favorite people? I don't know how that 
in one what is the common denominator thing to say (laughs) well you know hardcore fans can be a little odd and then other people who are like this is making me irrationally irrationally angry so yeah it'll be interesting i think all right, we all remember earlier this year, I think it was, that Gwyneth Paltrow released her controversial vagina candle and she's followed it up with another odd scent. This one is called This Smells Like My Orgasm. And I can already see uh, your face right now. We are <laughs> doing a video recording and I can see Sam's face is just like, oh my God, seriously, not again. Can I just ask before I read the description, what you would picture that candle to smell like? Would it be citrusy or sweet or tropical? What do you think? Oh, God. Um, I think her vagina, she said, smelled like musk or something last time. So <laughs> <laughs> let's go with like musk, notes of patchouli, um, lemon, what else? Regret. Um, Regret? <laughs> <laughs> maybe sweat yeah okay let's go with that that's my combo I think. okay all right well the candle which is for sale at approximately 110 australian dollars by the way is described Oof. as a fitting follow-up to that candle you know the one this blend is made with tart grapefruit neroli and ripe cassie berries i don't know how you say that cassie cassis cassie berries blended with gunpowder tea and turkish rose absolutes for a scent that's sexy surprising and wildly addictive see that that doesn't help me i don't know what all of that smells like <laughs> it doesn't make me want to smell i know it. they just they just sound like words <laughs> yeah. like they've just like gotten a bunch of words and just like thrown them at the computer Mm, here's this word no one can pronounce. Let's throw it in there. (laughs) (laughs) Oh my God. A nice little touch is that the candle comes in a box with fireworks on it. Oh, lovely. Oh, oh dear. I just, and I, (laughs) did she not have this announcement on a video call and her son was in the background as well? Oh my gosh. I think it was on Jimmy Fallon or Kimmel, something like that. One of the Jimmys. How awkward. Would you buy it? Me? No, I'm not spending over $100 on a candle, but we well know that people will flock to this and they will spend all their money on it if they have to. And I think last time we spoke about her, this is what my vagina candle smells like. We, We pretty much hit the nail on the head when we said she can literally sell whatever she wants. Because people will be like, it's Gwyneth Paltrow. She knows what's healthy. She knows what's beautiful and graceful. I swear to God, she could bottle a candle and say, this is what my fart smells like. And people will be like, here you go. Here's $200. Go for it. (laughs) Um, I just had a little, uh, I remembered a little piece of trivia, actually. So Goop, I heard that she saw like a brand uh, strategist or something. And they were like all the like most popular, most, uh, you know, the brands that make the most money and things have two O's in it. So I'm guessing Google and things like, I don't actually know what else. Zoom, maybe. Zoom. And so she literally thought Goop because it's her initials with two O's in the middle. Oh, my God. If that does not show how egotistical she is. I, I just, all she wants is like her name and then two O's to ensure she gets like a successful business. I mean, who if you're going into business it's worked, enough, I guess. I guess, but goop. Oh, I thought it was her what nickname What a load of goop. Something. What a load of goop. <laughs> the Wiggles have come under fire amid the Black Lives Matter movement as American par- parents slam the lack of diversity in the group. 
The band, which is formed in 1991, features white band members including Emma Watkins, Lachlan Gillespie, Simon Price and Anthony Field. And while the original lineup included one non-white member with Chinese-Australian Jeff Fat as one of the founding members, he retired in 2012. Parents are now urging the group to set a better example for their young viewers and hire a black member. Viewers have taken to Twitter to share their thoughts on the group's lack of diversity, with one user writing, My daughter loves the Wiggles. Can y'all get some black Wiggles together for her? Another added, We're watching the Wiggles this morning, and I'm surprised by the lack of diversity and stereotypical gender roles for a current children's show. What's going on in Australia? Back to Sesame Street. It makes a lot of sense. The, the Wiggles are famous worldwide, but it did take long enough for them to get a female member. And I feel like the first round of members, they were around for about 20 years, these guys are about eight years into their um into their time as They're eight years in? I think so. So wow. I don't know. I feel like who knows if it'll they'll actually introduce someone of colour. It would be amazing. It'd be great if they did set a good example. I just don't have faith that they'll do it anytime soon. What do you think? Uh I think if they get enough people asking for more diversity, then they'll they'll do the right thing and listen. But I I had no idea this new group had been around for eight years. And I think you pointed out something really important here is that that original group was four or five. I can't remember. They they built this together and they would not let it go, right? So yeah, they probably never thought of incorporating new people. They probably never thought of it going on to a second generation of Wiggles. So I don't know if they've put that much thought into who they would hire um, yeah. But I think it would be awesome if the Wiggles had, and maybe diverse isn't the right term, it's it's inclusive, if they had an inclusive yeah. cast, because Australia is so multicultural. And if you could get a range of cast members, even if it's just every now and then you get, you know, there's the pirate character, maybe you could get someone else who's like a chef and they do different kinds of foods or whatever. As long as you have like inclusivity and that includes POC members as the main cast, then you've got kids who can watch that and see their own identity reflected. And that's, that's awesome. And I think if you want to continue having the second generation of Wiggles and then the third generation, then you've got to start thinking better about how you can help your viewers and how you can help them feel like they're included in the Wiggles world. Yeah, totally. I agree. Josh Thomas has been forced to apologise after comments he made during a panel about TV writers' rooms in 2016 were slammed as racist. Josh sparked the conversation after tweeting a picture of Coon Cheese claiming the popular Aussie brand was using hate speech amid the Black Lives Matter protests. It didn't take long for someone to share a clip of Josh with one Twitter user questioning whether he was aware that the video had become infamous among writers' rooms. The tweet said, the shorthand is, don't be the Josh of the room. In the clip, Josh argues that choosing a culturally diverse cast is difficult because there aren't enough experienced non-white actors. He said, Finding an experienced actor that's not white is really hard. You find yourself in a situation where you want to be more diverse, but this person doesn't have as much experience as that person. And then it's hard to know what to do because you don't want to be favouring people when they're not doing as good a job. And then later in the panel, he said, the other thing I didn't know about making a TV show that I found quite confronting is you have to pick every person. Josh, what do you want the 7-Eleven worker to look like? Do you make them Indian or is that offensive? Or if you make them white, is a bit like you're lying, really? What do you do, he said. And then he was asking what answer is not offensive to the people on the uh, panel with fellow comedian Luke McGregor jumping in and saying that the all-white panel probably isn't in the best place to be talking about racism. <laughs> um, 
And one of the best reactions that came out of this was a tweet that read, Josh Thomas, with no acting experience, wrote himself the lead role in his show and cast his white friends, also not actors, in the same show. But sure, okay, people of colour should only be hired if they come with extensive experience. He's apologised for the whole thing and he's saying he's committed to doing better and that diversity in casting has always been important to him. But it just doesn't sound like it. Um, What do you think? Yeah, no, total bullshit. He's saying he's committed to it because people are calling him out. And even on this panel discussion, he was saying he was saying insensitive things that were really stupid. But to my mind, when I was watching it, he was like, oh, Dan Harmon, you've essentially said something that I've said and people have called racist, therefore it validates me. And it's like, no, (laughs) it does not take away the fact that you were being racist. And on that panel discussion, there was Celia Piccolo as well, who um, is often someone I really look up to. But when when Josh Thomas was talking about the 7-Eleven worker um, and he said, you know, well, do I cast an Indian person or a white person and essentially tell a lie? And she was like, Celia jumped in and was like, yeah, and you don't want to take an acting job away from an Indian person. It's like, that's yeah. not... <laughs> That's not the right way to think about it. Why can't an Indian person have a, a lead role? Why do they have to be a stereotype on television? Yep. Yeah. I don't know, Marnie, what do you what do you think about that seven eleven comment overall? Yeah, well I I've never been a fan of this guy. And as an Indian woman, I will continue to give no fucks about him because to me he just doesn't deserve it. Like to say that he can't hire people because they don't have enough experience makes no fucking sense when he had literally no experience when he wrote this show and put himself and his friends in it. So he has no, he doesn't have a leg to stand on in this mm. whole argument. It's so true. And it just shows the amount of privilege he has as well, where he's like, I won't hire people who don't have experience, but I'll write myself a part and get yeah. myself a show. And it's like, at the end of the day, do you want someone who's got a long list of experience and minimal talent or do you want someone who's got amazing talent and has only done two or three shows or not even one show but they're perfect for the part like that is a lame excuse he's lying he's a liar i don't like him yeah fuck him (laughs) fuck him we've spoken a lot about pete evans and his quest for pseudoscience healing processes like in our episode donald trump has gone too far we spoke about the fact that he was fined fifteen thousand dollars for claiming a biocharger could cure coronavirus but it seems a fine won't deter the celebrity chef turned conspiracy theorist as he's opening his own health clinic in byron bay called evolve health labs it sounds very sciencey doesn't it oh but- yeah totally evolve yeah. <laughs> health evolve it's all science now this clinic will offer and i quote transformational practices and cryotherapy which to me sounds too fluffy to be any kind of medical practice and i know cryotherapy kind of is but transformational practices like come on but the sad thing is i think people in byron bay will flock to the clinics despite the fact that pete evans has no qualifications what do you think i totally agree yeah you think they'll go yeah i think they will what happened to Pete Evans? Like, once upon a time, was he actually just, like, a normal dude? Or has he always been like this and only <laughs> recently he's kind of felt comfortable, you know, constantly spouting this bullshit? 
I don't understand where it all came from. Maybe we need a spin-off like, podcast called What Happened to Pete Evans? What Happened to Pete <laughs> Evans? Please, if you know, hit us up, let us know, send us an email, popfixpodcast at gmail.com. I need to know. If you have the inside goss, let me know. Um, like the same guy that's telling people essentially that vaccines are dangerous, but he's also not anti-vax. He's not anti-vax. Don't get that confused. Wait, he, what? He just thinks How that people that should have all the information. I know. Okay. I know. He claims that he's not anti-vax, but he also says that people should question it and that they should get all their own information. Yeah, and he's telling his thousands of followers dangerous and incorrect information about vaccines, which save lives uh, and are one of the greatest success stories of modern medicine. And he has, you know, just so many followers that are just believing all of this bullshit and they will flock to this place and he will make money um and it is disappointing that this is the case it's so disappointing and it's disappointing that he could even open a health clinic it makes me think how easy is it to do that that's so true yeah like has he found a loophole that he's just a retail store or something because if you wanted to be a medical practice surely you'd need certification or something and what even are these transformational practices like what do you transform into what is this do you go in a human and walk out a potato how does it work i don't understand you roll out of it <laughs> you roll out of there a really cold potato because you're going into cryotherapy as well i don't i don't understand sam has lost it i've lost <laughs> it and just that imagery a frozen potato oh man and i know we probably shouldn't laugh this much because it is kind of sad to think that once you have any like semblance of celebrity that you can influence people in this way and the other thing is i think he's opening up four of these clinics so it's not just one yeah I think he has a master plan to make a chain of these things and then somehow become this expert on health when he really isn't. Oh my God. He's trying to make up for that, those fines that he got for that Mm. um, machine thing. That light (laughs) thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I can't imagine what, yeah. I'm just still not sure what transformational practices are. And if, in your, he's advertising these health labs and all he says is transformational practices and cryotherapy, which to me just sounds like oh they God. don't really have anything yet and they're still figuring it out. And on the day yeah. they open, they'll probably have like three things that you can choose from. Oh Try, my God. Turn into a potato, get really cold or <laughs> use the biocharger. You'll just get really cold. <laughs> I just, I'll be very interested to see what happens of, of these health clinics. And yet, like, how is there not regulations that you you can just you can just call yourself a health clinic? Yeah, that I'm, makes no sense. I'm sure he must be going through a loophole. I need to look into this. Truly, like, I need to look into my day job and see if there's any Australian standard on being a healthcare <laughs> healthcare yeah. professional. Because it doesn't. You get sound back right. to us next week. Yeah, <laughs> let I will. us know. I'll let you know. Wouldn't it just be better if he went back to just being a chef and like not thinking that he's some kind of alternative medicine man? Well, even when he was a chef, I think he grabbed onto conspiracy theories. Like, he was hardcore paleo, right? Which Okay, is... so pre-paleo Pete, what kind of person was he? Does anyone <laughs> listening know what he was like? Because that is the Pete that I want to know about. Was Maybe? he always like this? 
maybe we should just invite him on the show. And oh my ask, god. You know, how did you What were you like before you went paleo and were you less of a crazy man? <laughs> we'll we'll encourage like, him oh, not to listen I'm to leaving. this episode before <laughs> before we interview him. <laughs> like, don't listen to the show beforehand. It will just give come you too in, many empty mind. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, imagine. Oh. Yeah, oh we need goodness. the scoop, people. If any of you know pre conspiracy Pete, let us know. All right, that's all we have time for today. Thank you so much for joining us this week on Pop Fix, your weekly fix of pop culture news. Please subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you could leave us a five-star rating and review, we would truly appreciate it. Samma, where can we find you on Insta? You can find me at underscore Samma Rose underscore. And you can find me at Marnie Dixit. We'll be back in a week. Chat to you then. Bye. Bye.